Welcome back to the Storytellers Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Hoffines, and I am here today with Angela Goodman for our um, third conversation in a three-part series around money and all things that go along with that. So hopefully you've listened to the first two, and um, we're going to talk all things willy-nilly today. So stay tuned. Hey, Angela. Hello, Marsha. It's all willy-nilly up in here today. <laughs> we are we are laugh, cracking ourselves up because one, we need to. It's just one of those days. It's a Monday and we're both feeling like, oh, let's just laugh. And for some reason, the craziest words just seem to come out of our mouth. <laughs> I think this is fun vocabulary with Angela and Marsha. Yes. It's something about money. It's all about fun vocabulary. Yes. Well, let, well and how, how better to make money fun than to throw in some willy-nilly. <laughs> You can't be all willy-nilly, Marsha. No willy-nilly. No, this is, and this is what we are going to be talking about today, is not being willy-nilly, not being funny with your money. That's right. That's right. 100%. Oh my God. Have fun with your money, but don't be funny with your money. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Look at you making, making, I don't making know. Making rhymes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a pun. Listen. It's a pun. Right. Yes. There are, no words. there are no words. We'll get started here. So thanks for um, joining me again today. I've really enjoyed our, well, I enjoy every conversation with you, but I've really enjoyed the past two. In fact, they've made me start even thinking about things that I'm doing differently and getting a little bit of my shit together. So thank you. You know, I tell you what, if you figure out the secret sauce for doing that, you let me know, because that, that is one of the things that is one of the things that always, every time I have a conversation around money and I have a conversation about how to plan to utilize your, your monies better, I think to myself, damn, Angela, are you like, are you doing the things right? You know, uh, I mean, I mean, there's plenty of times where I ask myself, am I doing the things I give all this discussion and I have all these talks and I help people with their things. And then I'm like, dude, am I doing the things? I don't know. Well, and I think that this kind of plays into the conversation that we are going to have today, right? Because we're going to talk about um, the plan and how you make these things happen and, and doing them and sticking to them. And I always say um, to people all the time, if you're in an industry teaching other people, coaching other people, whatever it is, you also need to make sure that you have someone doing that for you, right? Like, so I have a coach. Um, matter of fact, I get coached in two different ways. I have a coach and then I also do um, barter coaching with someone who's still working towards hours for their ACC and it's excellent coaching, right? So each time I have these like massive breakthroughs and reminders. And um, so I think that's like a really good reminder maybe to you today, like make, is someone doing yeah. for you what you do for others? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, they say, mm -hmm. they say being, I don't know who the bigger they is, but you know, your, your life becomes the five people that you surround yourself yes. with most. And so I have been much more intentional in making sure that I surround myself with people that have attributes that I want to further develop in my 
in my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I do have someone, um, in my life who, who is probably much further progressed than I am on the discipline behind utilization of money and how to best, um, you know, chart that path for yourself forward, not a professional by any stretch of the imagination. So sometimes the conversations can get a little willy nilly, you know, willy nilly. Um, we're going to come back to the nearly today, but anyway, they can get a little bit that way, but to your point, right. Mm -hmm. It's very important to have uh, a circle around you of people where you admire their attributes and you learn from them and the things that they do, which is one of the reasons why I love you so much because I learn from you every time we talk, regardless of what it is we're talking about. Um, and so that being said, well, and don't make me cry this morning because you know that I'm on a hair trigger right now. So well. thank you. Well, and it's true. You know, it's true when I think about um, how, you know, all the things that you just said are really, really important. And I had one of the greatest teachings um, and I carry it with me and I say it all the time. I tell people all the time is one of my yoga teachers, um, one of my greatest yoga teachers, he once his teaching was don't waste time. Right. And it was make sure, like, make sure everything you're doing is for purpose. And it doesn't mean that you can't just have casual conversations and sit around and just like shoot the shit with someone, as long as you feel good <laughs> with those mm -hmm. conversations, right? Like we talk about um, managing our energy. And I think that a lot of this stuff plays into you know, why we don't change our money habits, why we hold on and revert back to old ways, why um, sometimes we have a hard time getting to the truth and the core of what it is we really want, because it challenges us to not waste time. And I don't mean wasting time, like, please don't get me wrong, like, go sit and enjoy time, like, read a book, relax on your back deck. That's not what I'm talking about, but I, it's like, are the people you're spending time with are the activities you are doing are the words and the thoughts and the things coming out of your mouth, like supporting you getting to the next place, like always evaluating those habits. Yeah. You have to be very intentional about those behaviors and and there, and to your point, you know, you can sit around and have a conversation that, that, would to the outside person would appear meaningless, but you know what, at that moment in time, you need levity, you need laughter, you need, you need the let down, you know, some of us forget that we are running from point to A to point B and we get caught in the, in the busyness and the weeds and the quagmire of everything. And we forget that, you know, sometimes we just need some willy nilly, um, yeah. but not with our money. Yeah. Not with our money. You know, and it, it's, 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 it's related and not. So this brings me back to something that I was actually being coached on yesterday um, you know, around me and networking, because for the longest time, I just wanted to make some really strong personal connections, right? I wanted to expand my personal um, net worth, if you will, mm -hmm. and feel like I had a group of women, mainly women around me that supported me because I just didn't have that for such a long time. Um, and now what's kind of getting in my way because I'm holding on to this old habit, this old like dialogue, and it's not an incorrect one, but it's kind of getting in my way of reaching out to people to network 
for coaching opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Reaching out to people who I know are in the industry who, you know, because the, the truth is a lot of coaches work in cadres, right? They'll they'll bring groups of coaches together because they can't take it all on and they need to farm out the work to other people or they're not a good fit and they want to, or they have a big engagement and they want to bring people on. So, but in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't want people to think that I'm just being an asshole, just reaching out to them for a job, right? So I had to get myself out of this, and that's a really simple way to start thinking about your money habits too, is like, where are you mm-hmm. holding on to some habit or belief that's not allowing you to really stick to it? So yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about all that today. What are, what are, what are, what are your thoughts when it comes to this? Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, you had, I, obviously we all have our struggles in our life. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I have a lot of, I have a lot of those that I'm working through still personally. And you had recommended to me the the book, how to do the work, Mm -hmm. um, which is, which is an amazing book Mm -hmm. that, that brings all of the things from your, from your childhood and from your past to a forward in your face. Right. And learning about that, there are correlations to how you value yourself mm-hmm. and how you choose to spend your money and how you choose to have behaviors around around money, whether or not you are a person who who feels like they always need to be a rescuer, or maybe maybe you utilize your money to help rescue other people. And that then gives you that fulfillment that you needed. And that's a behavior around your money that you might not even realize you have. Right. Mm -hmm. How many people are out there that, you know, have a a strict budget for themselves and may and may budget for themselves. But then they've got a friend of theirs going through something and they're like, oh, my gosh, let me take you to dinner. And then they blow their budget uh, on dinner and food for their friend because they're fulfilling this need to rescue them. And and a part of that behavior impacts their behavior on their money as well. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting um, that you bring that you bring up those corollaries because they're 100% true. So then it becomes a discipline around why am I choosing to spend this money on the things that I've decided to spend them on? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked a lot last time about understanding what your ultimate outcomes are and what you want for yourself and how to and how to kind of figure that out. But what we didn't do was talk about, okay, you've got to figure out how to get from point A to point B and it's a daily practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the behavior around how you spend money is literally an intentional daily practice where you have to ask yourself, I'm getting ready to spend $200 on this pair of shoes. Is that getting me to my outcome or is that fulfilling this need within me that if I spend money, I feel like I'm adding value to myself. Mm-hmm. Or if I spend $200 taking my friend out because they're having a rough patch in life, is that fulfilling a need in me to be a rescuer for them and help them solve their problems instead of actually instead of actually fulfilling the outcomes I need to do for me? Um, <laughs> you have this look at you. I want to say something. Go for it. No, I do. <laughs> but keep going. Keep going. This is good. Go, go, go. Yeah. So, so I think that I think that the intentionality and the discipline around how you manage your ultimate outcome is critical. You have to literally ask yourself every time you reach for your wallet, is that getting me to my outcome? You know, is buying that Starbucks cup of coffee this morning getting me to my outcome is going out to eat 
and spending money on dinner or drinks or any of that? Is that getting me to my outcome? Am I having that as a driver to my outcome or am I recreating behaviors that started out earlier in my life? And how do I shift to those behaviors to focus more on what I want for myself? Yeah. And then also understanding what you want for yourself, because a lot of people don't even understand that. Right. So that's interesting because that's where I was going to go. I was going to say, so some of this to me, it's really interesting because I can, I can totally get behind the whole shopping, right. And just going and dropping some cash on things that like, I'm always like, is it a need? Is it a want? Um, and it, it, you know, first it's really kind of funny because right now that's a little bit striking a chord with me because I have been spending more money on things like that recently. However, I'm going through a lot of interesting changes in my physical, um, my, my physical, my physicality, I guess <laughs> we could call it. <laughs> and, and I've needed things um, to fit certain way. Cause I want to feel like, I want to be able to show up and feel good in not just what I'm doing for a living, but how I'm presenting myself. And if I'm wearing clothes that, you know, kind of fit, but don't quite fully fit, that doesn't make me feel great. And I really believe that there's something to that when we're on the road to our outcome. Right. Right. And I only, I only share that because I was like listening to myself. I was like, did I need to buy that? And I was like, actually, you know what I did? I needed to buy that thing. Right. But then I know there's so many other things that I've just been saying, no, I'm going to wait until I'm in a better state before I journey on. And then I probably won't even want it anymore because I'll be out of this discomfort zone for myself personally. So not to make it all about me, me in this moment, but it was just an interesting moment listening to you talk about that. Cause I did, I I was like, I feel personally attacked right now, but I I had to really look at like, what are my normal patterns around things like that? And they aren't like, they aren't what they have been in the past, like four or five months as I've had to buy like a variety of different shoes to wear, to make sure that like when I'm walking, I'm comfortable, um, you know, I'm not even going to get into the rest of it. It doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about my bra and my underwear right now. So that was a, that was a willy nilly moment. We no, willy nilly, we have a willy nilly. Laugh at that. But I also then think about this idea that you presented around, you know, taking that friend out who's been having a hard time because what's the resolve, right? Oh, you, you, you look at your friend, you care for your friend. Can't you just go out? Right. You don't have to be like, oh, and now I'm going to pay for you to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think and where you know, do you draw funny. the, what, let me ask you this question. Where do you yeah. draw the line of it being just like a, a kindness and an extension of your heart and, and repeating a pattern? Well, I think the bottom line is, is that you have to, and this goes with the purchases for yourself, like you were talking about, you have to step back and say, is this an emotional decision I'm making? Right. Or is this a logical decision that I'm making? Right. So there's nothing wrong with taking your friend out and comforting your friend and spending on your friend. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And and if that's and if that's something that you feel like you want to do, it's not like you shouldn't do it, but you need to understand where it's coming from. from. Is that a pattern? Is it something that you're continuously repeating? Is it something that you do to give yourself comfort or fill a void or a need in you. Um, you know, and it, and again, it's, it goes back to the emotional spending as mm-hmm. well. If you are medicating and coping and dealing with your own, um, 
holes and ego and all of that by choosing to spend emotionally, then then you got to look at that and say, okay, I'm going to be intentional about understanding why I'm making these choices. That's mm-hmm. kind of step number one, because mm-hmm. a lot of times you just go out and spend the money. You don't think about spending the money and you don't even understand why you're spending the money and you don't understand what that's tied to. Right. Um, so it's about being 100% intentional when you reach for your wallet. Okay, why am I making this decision? Is it something I want? Is it something I need? Is it something I'm going to generate revenue from? Is it something that's fulfilling this this past behavior that I need to fulfill? You know, just being intentional about making those choices actually goes a long way. You know, I've got, it's interesting, I have... Um, I have a a new client that that I'm working with now that in the past, the business had been very good and fruitful. And so they made spending decisions based on based on that. And now that they're in a bit tougher time and they're to the point where they're having trouble, you know, making making payments on credit cards and and they had to effectively cancel the credit card in full. And guess what? They're actually finding now that they had racked up all of these like subscription type monthly type expenditures that they don't need anymore. And they're not missing in their in their business. So the decision got made for them. Right. But that was a That was also kind of an emotional fulfillment for them. That was from a time where they were doing better. They were doing this. They were doing that. So they didn't want to cut those expenses because they were hopeful to get back to where they were. Instead of being instead of being intentional and logical about making those choices for their outcome, you know, it's really interesting. I I think one of the biggest takeaways that I had when looking at Profit First and reading it was I I did I got rid of like why am I paying this person this couple hundred bucks a month to do this thing when I can do it. And, and for me, I, I had to get to a point where it was like, what are the things that I can do and I can do well, and I know I can just do them and they aren't going to cause me stress. Mm -hmm. And then what are the things? And I, and I also, it's really interesting that you said about when the, there, this, this particular um, company's business was doing well, like when I was really just starting my business, there were all these, you have to do it this way. You have to do this. You have to, you have to. And when you don't know any better, you listen, you're like, okay, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to set up this thing. I'm going to, and I was, I was spending well over like almost $2,000 and having someone else run these things for me, have these platforms, all these different um, tools. I just, I was like, I'm not even using them, not even using them. And and they weren't moving the needle forward for me. I'll put it to you that way. Like they were, they were, they were positioned as this is going to make your jobs, your life so much easier and you'll have so much more time. And really, in fact, not only were they wasting my time, but they were also wasting my money, which is also, it's like, it's all the, like, and I was in a spiral. And I remember when I got rid of all that, I was like, oh my God, I can actually pay myself a decent, salary every month. <laughs> like I can actually write yeah. a check. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because we, we oftentimes look, we're, we're pack animals, if you will, yeah. right. We, we are community-based, we are a community-based, um, organism and we want to be other people and we want to take advice from people and we want to listen to people. Mm-hmm. And we, and we oftentimes 
have a fear of making a mistake. So if we listen to someone else and what they're doing that works for them, then it won't be a mistake for us. So we tend to, so we tend to want to, to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, bottom line is, is we're all here for an individual journey and yes, we need community support and to be around other people, but we don't have to only rely on that. We have to learn how to trust ourselves to try and to right. learn from our own mistakes and decisions. Um, and, and I, cause I hear that from a lot of people, honestly, well, so-and-so told me I should do this and such and such told me I should do that. And, and people tend to take advice from a bunch mm-hmm. of different places without qualifying where they're getting that advice from. Yeah. Um, and without having a good understanding and, you know, as well as I do, right. Living in the coaching world, um, there are so many people with opinions and advice now <laughs> that oh. aren't, that aren't truly coaches or mm-hmm. coaching. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and those people create followings and then because they have a following other people glam onto the following. And so, and so you just have to be really careful about understanding you, what you need, why you make the decisions and have the behaviors that you have and how to make sure that you're making a logical reasoning judgment on whether or not something is going to get you to your final outcome, Mm -hmm. which is why it's so important to understand what that looks like for you. Yeah. Like what, what is it you want your business and your life to look like? Yeah. Right. Um, business and, or life, right. Cause many people might be listening to this and just be doing this for themselves, for their life. And then some people do have businesses. And so, so the first step is to look at the spending and what potential emotional need is it fulfilling what pattern or habit is it fulfilling or is it just something that you're just like doing in the moment because it's just like I kind of look at that as like it's just the right thing to do right now this is what I'm doing I'm not trying to get myself anywhere I'm just like you know what I am going to pay for this coffee for all of us right now and it's yeah it's on me right like yeah Yeah. almost like in your mind you're like oh business expense I need I need them so let's just have coffee yeah 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 what else what else do you what else do you see for people to help them get to this clarity on? Staying, I think it's about, course. yeah. And I think, I think it's about understanding yourself and what trip and what trips you up mm. and then, and then having a check-in point with yourself literally on a daily basis to say, okay, did I, did I accomplish anything toward my goals today? Did I, did I determine that I should spend money on something and maybe I had a second thought about it. Well, if that's the case, then you step back and say, okay, let me give myself a day to think about it. And then I can make a determination. Do I really need that? Is it a need or a want? And understanding and understanding whether or not you're having a, a, a momentary reaction to an emotion at the time, or if you are just making a decision based on, based on factual evidence that you, that there's something that you need to have. Um, you know, the other thing that I, I have done over the course of time, which is kind of funny, um, and my kids and laugh at me over over this, um, I reverted back to spending cash when I go out to eat or if I go to shopping or if I go doing something because that limits the amount of money that I'm going to spend on something. And I and I tend to make less emotional decisions. You're smiling. I tend to make less emotional decisions about um, about spending if I have cash in my wallet as opposed to using a credit card. Um, and so when I spend cash, if I get a $5 bill in my possession, I then save that $5 bill. 
Um, because if nothing else, I'm saving as well as spending. And you'd be surprised how many $5 bills actually come into your possession. Um, so I've been saving $5 bills for a couple of years now, and I have a few thousand dollars worth of $5 bills that are still sitting in, sitting in a drawer somewhere, not being utilized. And if I get into some kind of crazy panic in my life at some point in time, I have $5 bills I can go out and spend. It seems so silly, right? Um, but it's just something that you don't think about. You know, I'm getting ready to send my oldest daughter to college in a year and a half, and... Um, her father and I separated many, many years ago, and I have used every penny of her child support for her future. And so that's gone into a bank account. And um, the amount of money that that has amassed it will pay for a few years of her college, um, you know, and and uh, so it's it's really little behavioral changes that you don't even realize that mm -hmm. you're doing. But if you're intentional about it. You know, I said to myself 16 years ago, I'm not going to spend that money on anything but her future. Mm -hmm. And so it never got spent. And there were times where I needed money. Believe me, there were times where where I wanted to tap into that. And I and I said, nope, I'm being intentional about it. So I'm not going to do that. That was my outcome um, okay. with that money. So so it is it's about regular check in points with yourself on a daily basis, weekly basis and just saying, hey. What am I doing? Am I am I being intentional about when and where I'm utilizing these funds and what for? Yeah, it sounds so simple and it can get so complicated. I was I was smiling when you were talking about cash because I always remind uh Rob, there was a period of time and it went for a very, very long time where at the top of each month he and I would always get like a chunk of cash out, and that's how much I had to spend on personal stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was almost such a better way for me to go about things. And it's not that we didn't have credit cards, but this was just like for all those other things, like getting my nails done. And if I wanted to go buy that sweater or whatever, like, and I had to really think about it. So I just was smiling because I, I really, um, I do appreciate that philosophy. It worked for me really, really well. Um, I don't have a tendency to spend as much anymore, really, truly, um, other than recently when I've been negotiating clothing for my ever-changing body, but we'll move on from that <laughs> conversation. So, um, but it really does. It makes you take a step back and go, huh, do I need this and or want this? And listen, this is what I'm also going to say. I'm also a firm believer that like, okay, if you, if you decide like, getting Starbucks a couple times a week is something that's yeah. going to make you feel great and it has a purpose and it's it, fine. Do it. Like this isn't to yeah. say to not do that stuff, but just know why you're doing it. Right. Yes. It's just yes. not mindless. You know, my daughter this past weekend, um, her, her, um, almost now one-year-old kitten got sick and with a trip to the vet, it was a almost $400 bill. And, um, you know, she had the cash, but she was like, like it, it threw her into a little bit of an emotional state. And I, we, I, I kind of talked her off the ledge. I said, it really wasn't about the money, right? It was about the whole process. But then she also had this like big understand why I'm always saying to her, like, Bella, did you really need to buy that third puffer vest? <laughs> okay. She's 21. So I'm not going to give her a hard, too much of a hard time, but this is my kid who also grew up 
um, dare I say, in Cashburn with mm-hmm. in the dance world. And the dance mm-hmm. world is really interesting because it's all about appearance. It's all about having the things, right? Whereas, yeah. you know, my other daughter grew up in the soccer world and it's not that that wasn't equally as cashy. However, it was a totally different vibe aesthetically, mm-hmm. like to the, yep. the optics are just a little different. And the things that they value, because they're out on the field getting muddy and sweaty. So they want to have the gear, but they don't really care. The rest of the time they're wearing like shorts and t-shirts. These, you know, my dancer girls are all like done up to the nines all the time. And yeah. this is, this is a pattern and a behavior um, that almost was inevitably out of my control. Like I didn't feed it. I probably did, but not as much as I, I pot- potentially could have. Yeah. Um you know, if Bella had the things, it was because it was like Christmas presents and birthday presents. It wasn't because I was just randomly going out and buying the stuff for her, but, but because this is like this culture that it's like her little, it's still in her. So she's still, so, but now I think she's like, oh, this was like this moment of, oh, now I understand this. I I get that the third puffer vest, I'm going to keep saying that three Mm -hmm. puffer vests, wasn't necessarily necessary right it's just not necessary yeah Um, and you do start to make different (laughs) we joked I said well I guess Millie's not going to get anything for her birthday this year because she had been telling me she's like I'm going to go buy Millie birthday presents I'm like she's a cat she didn't well I just want to spoil her and now she goes nope this was her birthday present it's like all of a sudden sometimes you do also have to have something that happens for you to make you go oh I kind of got to shift my yeah conversation here and where am I going and what was I how did I originally set out and how did I get so far off track and it's okay right because you can come back to very simple daily almost micro movements yeah reframe it all yeah yeah go ahead I was just gonna say uh you know it's hard. Like discipline is difficult, Mm -hmm. right? And making sure that you're doing those continual check-ins with yourself on a daily basis can feel overwhelming when you start, Mm -hmm. but it's like anything else. It becomes a part of your habit and your circuitry and your wiring once you do it and you get used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but in the beginning you have to be ultra intentional about not realizing that you're buying a third buffer vest, you know? God bless yeah and I was like didn't I just get you one for Christmas like I don't understand why do you need two more that's her uniform what are you talking about I know I know it's okay I love my daughters and I love my daughter so that's good um you know for me I would think if I were to say the um one of the biggest things that I did for myself was really understanding where my money was going and what was Mm -hmm. happening with it. Um, And I know it's going to be different and personal for everybody, but if you could just give like um, three things or two things, whatever you think that people could do for themselves to, you know, the first thing I'm thinking about is like accountability, but maybe it doesn't have to even be that intense. Like what could it be? Um, What have you seen be helpful and work for people to really get these habits to stick and and 
stick. Yeah, I guess. And not yeah. be willy nilly. Um, I, I will say this, uh, probably the first thing is setting a goal that you achieve. Mm-hmm. So it's, you got to start small and set an achievement goal for yourself, um, that is in alignment with your outcome. And it needs to be short term. It needs to be maybe a week or two weeks or, um, a month where you say, okay, in seven days, I maybe savings is your target, you know, in seven days, I want to have saved, um, a hundred dollars. Okay. And then you take little chunks of that and you put it away. And then you check in with yourself at the end of the week and say, oh gosh, I did it. And I didn't spend on the things that I didn't need. Um, you know, then it becomes after you can set little goals for yourself and get some wins in there for yourself, then it becomes, okay, well, now I feel comfortable with that. So I'm going to make a little bit bigger goals for myself. What I have found with clients when I work with them, uh, when they, when they do see dollars in the bank account that they've not seen before because of their efforts, Mm -hmm. they don't want to spend them. Mm -hmm. Um, they want to continue to save and watch the account grow and see the totals add up and say, oh, wow, like I really had the capability to have some real money in my pocket. And it's been there all along. I just needed to make a couple of small choices Mm -hmm. differently. Um, But that happens often. That happens often. And then the third thing is, you know what? Have grace for yourself. If you wake up in the morning and you're having one of those mornings where you don't have time to make your coffee and you want to run to Starbucks and grab a coffee instead of making your own coffee at home, don't feel badly about going to Starbucks and buying that coffee. Enjoy it. Enjoy the reward system of it. And then say, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do differently tomorrow. Um, You know, and and it's funny because a lot of people can relate to that in the, in the weight loss world, right? When Mm -hmm. you struggle with what you eat, when you struggle with what you drink, when you struggle with whether you're working out or not, one day is not going to kill your entire weight loss journey. If you are doing the things and you're working out and you're eating and all that, and you have a day where you, where you maybe don't make the best choices in, in line with that outcome, guess what? You go back to those choices the next day and one day is not going to kill your entire progress. So it's the same thing financially, unless you go out and obviously buy something really expensive um, that you haven't saved for prior. Right. Right. Well, this has been uh, a great um, conversation to have wonderful reminders. I've been sitting here just like shaking my head and taking just some reminder notes, right? Because um, we always need it. Mm-hmm. And um, remind everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at, on Instagram at Ms. Ms. Angela Goodman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, ValkyrieVenturesGroup.com. And then you can find Marsha and I together at the powerfulwomansociety.com. We do work together, um, mm-hmm. both on, on financial mindset and then just life mindset in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the best places to catch me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for spending time, taking a good three hours out of your month to do this series, which, uh, I can't wait to get launched. It's going to be live here in the next couple of weeks so very exciting yes Yes. all right well you guys thanks for joining us again today and you know the drill go be magic bye